0: Welcome to the Dag Hewitt Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills.
1: Hallelujah. And welcome to the Rising Stars service. Your star is rising in Jesus' name. Amen. It's time to hear from God, and um, I believe that God really has something to say to us. I've been blessed by the series that we've been hearing so far from our prophet, and I know your life will not be the same. How many of you have been going back to school blessed? How many of you have been learning something that is changing your life? Amen. And today is going to be no exception, so I want you to open up your heart you know, these messages I am not I finished secondary school uh, 12 years ago, I left secondary school. Yeah, I'm also going slowly. But um, I tell you, these messages are as relevant today as they were then. I was, I was saying to myself, what a blessing it is for you to hear this at, at your age and at my age. And I believe God really has a plan for us here at this service. Amen. And I know that your life will be changed. One day you'll testify and say, I used to go for the Rising Stars service and my life was changed there. So get ready for an encounter with God. Stand to your feet. We're going to sing our song of faith which says nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. Amen. Are you ready to sing? possible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His Word. I can to the voice of God to be. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon Oh, everything, oh everything Yes, everything is possible with God Come on, rising stars, one more time Nothing is nothing impossible Nothing is impossible When you put your trust in God See, Nothing is impossible Nothing is impossible When you're trusting in Him Harken to the voice. to the voice of God today. Is there anything? Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Come on, sing for everything. Oh, everything. Everything, is oh, everything. Is yes, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. Everything is possible with God. Put your hands together. Let's welcome our pastor, Bishop Dagiward Mills. Come on, rising stars! Give the Lord a shout wow. of praise.
2: Wow! 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 What a blessing, Father! Thank you for this amazing morning that we have before you. Guide us, Holy Spirit, and help us to do Your perfect will. We are grateful for this blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we are looking at this important subject of losing and suffering and sacrificing. For Jesus, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross, follow me. Deny yourself, follow me. Take up your cross if you want to be my disciple. If you want to be my disciple, all right, you must take up your cross. Matthew 16 and verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any man, anywhere, any time, in any year, in any circumstance, in, at any age, do you see, wants to come after me, let him take up his cross. Uh, he's going to have to take up his cross and follow me. There's no exception. Nobody you can you you can be a white man but you are not exempted. You can be Lebanese you are not exempted. You can be Chinese you are not exempted. All right? So any man from any school in any group wants to follow Jesus there is a cross and there's no escape from this reality. Amen. Now, there are four things that are similar but are involved in taking up your cross. One is losing something, another one is suffering something, another one is sacrificing something, and another one is dying. Dying before you die. <laughs> Okay? Because Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. I'm crucified. I'm dead. I've died. Something is dead. Something is gone forever. Something is lost forever. Something will never come back. Something will never get up again. Something will never speak again. Something will never resurrect in my life again. It's gone. There will be that. And if you are going to follow Jesus, you must know that these are four realities now after these four realities we take each one one by one and see what happens in in each one and now we are looking at suffering why god wants you to suffer why on earth would you want somebody you love to suffer is it not contradictory to say i love you and then i want you to suffer do you understand yes now why would God want you to suffer number one God wants you to experience suffering because it pleases him yesterday we had a testimony um, from a young man who was in uh, England and uh, he was arrested by the police and he had been arrested by the police before. But now he had become a drug person. Around the age of 19, he was doing drugs and traveling to different towns to set up a line. It's something like a Basenta or a type of fellowship. And through which he would sell drugs and know all the contacts in this town. So when he comes to this town, he you knows that I have 17 people that I supply. So one day he was on this mission and his mother and he was arrested by the police. Okay. And so they called him because he was so young. I think 17 or 19 or something. They called, the, uh, they called his mother. But he had already been arrested before and be, gone to prison and come back. So when they called his mother and he said, your son is here. We have arrested him. His mother said, keep him. Do you see? So God wants you to experience suffering because it pleases him. And you see that the mother has reached a place where she says, keep my son in your prison. Just keep him there. It pleases it her for him to be there. So there's a time where it's even good. Your, your father is happy. Number two, God wants you to experience suffering because it makes you perfect. All right? Mature. And then number three, God wants you to suffer um, because it will make you obedient. Now, this week, we are going on to the next or the fourth reason why you must experience suffering. And all that I'm preaching is in my book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. I'm a messenger with a message. Yes. Yes. Number four, it says God wants you to experience suffering because it will bring you closer to Christ. All right? It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Philippians 3 verse 10, being made conformable unto his death. All right? Now, look at this verse. It says that Paul said, this is my aim. In Philippians 3, he says, let's read from verse 9. It says, and being found in him, not having my own righteousness, all right, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness of God, which is of God by faith. And verse 10, it says, that I may know him. This is his aim, that I may know him. Now, for someone who has written half of the New Testament, is saying that he wants to know God. You must examine yourself and see whether you also know God. Do you get what I'm saying? But then he says, number two, I want three, three things, all right? I may know him, or four things, I may know him. Number two, the power of his resurrection. How many want to know the power of his resurrection? How many would like to see a dead person coming back to life in your life and ministry? That is power. Okay. So you want to know the power of God. You want to see the power of God. It must be one of your aims. Do you see? To, to, to see power. To see thy power, thy glory in thy sanctuary. Amen. Uh I remember one time I saw a blind person being healed. And the person was explaining that when they served me, she was explaining, I, I never knew. She said, as a blind person, they divide my food into four on the plate. So the plate is put to me, but I cannot see what is on the plate. So they tell me that the meat, the, f- the food is divided into four. The meat the potatoes, the pumpkin, a type of vegetable, and then uh, vegetable, something else on the side. He said divide into four. Then so they tell me that the meat is at six o'clock. Do you see, like in a clock, the top six. Is it, or six is down. No, so 12 is up. So the meat is at 12 o'clock. The potato is at six o'clock. And then the pumpkin is at 3 o'clock. And then the salad is at 9 o'clock. So she eats. Because I, I never thought of it. That you can't see what you are putting in your mouth. Because you know how sometimes you are eating now. You want meat rather than rice. Or you want rice rather than meat. Yes. Or mix it or whatever. Yeah. So she was explaining. She said, Now I can see. I can see. She was explaining. Look, I have to have a meet at 12 o'clock, three o'clock is this, this one is this. And God has opened my eye, I can see. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. Amen. On stage. Now it says that I may know him, the power. Okay, so two things. I want to know him, I want to know his power. Number three, the fellowship of his sufferings. What does it fellowship of sufferings mean? Fellowship means that fellows in a ship, together we are a group, okay? Now that group have suffered certain things. Do you see? So you become a member of a fellowship when you suffer certain things. Recently, some people were criticizing me in the media and so on, and almost every leader I have met, do you see, when I tell tell them all they seem, then they also say what they have experienced or what they are experiencing. Yes, because it is a fellowship of people who have suffered certain things. And once you have suffered certain things, you become close to someone who has suffered the same things. So you can never really be close to someone who has not suffered certain things. So if, for instance, you are not married, okay, and you meet someone who is married, you get what I'm saying? The person who is married may shake his head and say, hmm, you don't know certain things. Do you see? But the unmarried person will be looking at you and say, what, what are you saying? What are you talking about? Do you see? But the married person will say, look, it's not as it seems. It's not as it looks. And you'll be saying, why? We are in love. We are, we are, we are, we are in love. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are flowing. Is, well, the married person will say, hmm. Ah, it is what I've seen it before. <laughs> so, when you also marry and you start to see those things or certain things, then you start having sufferings. Someone suffered this, this one suffers. Then you form a fellowship of sufferings. Together you are in a fellowship together. Do you see? So, you can never really be close to someone if you've not suffered similar things that the person has suffered. And that is why Jesus doesn't choose angels. God didn't choose angels to be pastors. No, 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 no. God doesn't choose angels to be pastors. Because angels can't relate with our issues. We we have feelings. Yes, we have feelings. I don't know whether angels have feelings. But I don't think they have feelings that we do. Now, in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 28, you see an amazing scripture. It says, for the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. Yes. The law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. This scripture is saying that God makes people with weaknesses, priests, high priests. Look at it. For the law maketh men high priests. Which have infirmity. that I know he knows that they are weak. And when you read the word infirmity, it's talk about all types of weakness, including moral weaknesses. Yes. And the law makes such people high priests. And you know you are bad and you've been chosen. You get what I'm saying? How many know that you are bad and God has still chosen you? Yes. <laughs> so angels can never we we can't easily be close to angels and angels can't easily be close to us. They can only serve the commandment of God in relation to us and they are also fellow servants of God but in a different realm but to experience what a man experiences in this world they have not experienced it and Jesus Christ came to experience what it is like to be a man walking on this earth with invisible spirits and a flesh which wants to do only bad things from the moment you wake up to the moment you sleep. It's like when you are sleeping, the flesh is now resting from problems. Are you listening to me? Yes. So, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that God wants you to experience certain things so that you become close to God, God, close to Jesus. Amen. Close to other fellow sufferers because Christ has really been through a lot. I remember certain things that I experienced. One time I experienced betrayal by traitors, you know, but a thought just kept, come into my mind, how can you be close to Jesus if you have never had a traitor, experience of having traitors, having somebody you trust in a certain way turn against you? How can you be close to Jesus? Because Jesus experienced it. His main person, he trusted him with his money he trusted him with his. And you must, I mean, you ask yourself, who in the world do you trust with your money? Is a far person, you see, or is a close person. It must be a very close person. Yes. It must have been a close, very close. must have been closer than the other disciples. And for him to chat with him, eating dinner, everything flowing. Okay, so let's pray this, this, whatever. And it's like, as he's with him, he's calling somebody and telling the person this and that. And it's like, hey, I mean, you only see it in films. Almost every film has it. But the experience of it, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like that. And how can you be close to Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, if you don't experience that. How can you be close to Jesus Christ if you don't experience the cross? So it keeps coming to me that God is making me closer to him by experiencing that. But pray that you will not be the Judas. Pray that you will not be the person to be used as a Judas. So just to fulfill the prophecies. So the fellowship... Of his sufferings. That is why medical students are close. Because medical students suffer a lot. And you see medical students become close. Because other art students who did philosophy, those who do political science, and all these type of arts, I mean, they don't understand what a medical student is going through. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Art students. Ah! They don't understand certain things. But it's like when a medical student, when they meet one another, you see, when you see a medical student come to school and he's failed his exam, he's failed. The art student may look and say, why? Why are you always failing? Or well, don't you study? You don't have time. You don't go to the library. You see, the art student doesn't know what is in American school that when we mark our exams it's minus 1 plus 1 if you get it wrong it's minus 1 so you can get negative 20% in school we we do exams and people get minus 20 percent because you got uh, what is it Four, 20 correct and 40 wrong That if it was an art student, you'd have had 20% or something, minus 40. Even you see, you are confused. As I'm even saying the thing. (laughs) Yes. So brothers and sisters, God wants you to suffer the normal life of a Christian. And one of the things you suffer when you come to Christ is that you will suffer like mysteries, mysterious experiences. Yeah, like maybe God doesn't seem to answer your prayer. It's like, ah, now Lord, I have sown all this seed. This person doesn't give offering me. I give offering. Look at what has happened to me. One of the things you experience are mysteries. It's like, so why? Why would this happen to a good person? The person is good. Why will it happen to the person? One of the things you experience is, is that prayers that seem not to be answered. You, you see, you have, you have to go through. After, after you've been in Christ, you will see that. Whether you, you, when you pray, you say, whether there's answer or there's no answer, I will pray. And uh, whether there's answer or there's no answer, I'm in the thing, I believe it. I believe it. Yes. But when you are a new Christian and you haven't suffered certain things, you, 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 you can easily be offended. And I remember one lady, one girl, her father died. And she, she, left, she, she left the fellowship, she left Christ, she left the church, she left everything because her father said, God didn't, why did God let my father die? Why did he, I pray to him when my father was sick and he, he died? My friend, you, 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 when you stay in Christ, you will see many mysterious things because God is not a computer. God is not a computer you press enter, this, 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 and then hey, enter, then it will happen. You hey, hey, see? You must give God more credit than being a computer. When you stand, you say, I say this, and I say this, and It has happened like that. You will learn to follow Christ, whether rain or shine, whether in the valley, whether on the mountain, whichever way you see that you are following him and trusting in him. So you you become different as you follow Christ jesus christ so the first reason is so that you can join the fellowship and become closer amen Amen. number five is that god wants you to suffer because of glory that will follow the glory is the beauty and the niceness and the glory of being a doctor okay Okay, comes after the sufferings of medical school. True or not true? The glory of having a baby comes after the sufferings of the labor ward. And then after that, the glory comes. And you'll be walking around and this is your child, this is my son, this is my daughter this is whatever, it comes after the sufferings. Glory always comes after sufferings. The glory of being a lawyer. When you go somewhere and people say, my learned friend. Wow. You know when you are a lawyer they call you my learned friend. My counsel, or whatever. They have all kinds of names. You wear the wig and you wear that glory, that beauty. You see ladies wearing black and white. I mean, they look sharp. They look, I mean, like they're elegant, I mean, Mercedes-Benz type of girls. That beauty comes after the sufferings of going to study philosophy, then law, then law school, then barrister, then this, and so many things. So, sufferings always is the necessary thing before the beauty of your life and the glory. So, the glory and the beauty of your Christian life is going to come after the sufferings of your Christian life. After you suffered, following him, suffered the loss of certain things. A lot. The, the glory of having a good husband comes after the suffering of losing a boyfriend with a lot of raps. Yeah. By the time you have let a lot of boys play with your body, your value has reduced so the glory of maybe the glory of maybe being married to certain people cannot be granted to you it cannot be granted to you because god will say no my servant should not have this such a person because your value has gone down too many people have come to the kiosk to buy uh, uh, this thing milk. <laughs> are you listening or you are going home? Yes. Look at the scripture. Amen. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. You see, glory is going to be revealed in you. Amen. Amen. After the sufferings of Christ have gone through your life. Beauty. After you've said no to the devil. And been through the pain. Of saying no. No. Satan go away from my life. Glory. And beauty. Will be revealed in your life. Amen. Amen. 2nd Corinthians chapter 4. And verse 17. It says for our light. Affliction which is but for a moment, uh, the light problems you are having, which is for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Wow. So the sufferings you are experiencing today, are you listening to me, my friend? Are you there or you are going home? The sufferings you are experiencing Being hungry because you don't want to be a thief. I'll be hungry because I'm not going to be a thief. I'm not going to steal money and use stolen money. You get it? The the glory that comes to your life. Because you have suffered what you need to suffer. And in heaven, the kind of glory that is going to come to people who have suffered for Christ... It said it's far, 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 far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. You become more and more glorious the more you suffer the things that God wants you to suffer. That is why suffering has no exception or exemption for anybody once you follow Christ. Because then it's like it's not fair to you. It's not fair to you that why, why you have not been allowed to suffer anything in following Christ and how the only, it's only this Peter and these guys, Paul and so on, who are going to have glory. No, no, no. If you like follow Christ properly, you will see some level of suffering, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Following Christ, I tell you, if it's glory for glory, when we get to heaven, when you get to heaven, you meet people with heavy weights of glory. They'll be like glorious stars shining, moving around. Hey, you see very glorious people and you'll be wondering, tell me how. Yeah, and you may be a dark spot in heaven moving around as a dark spot. And you wonder that why this person is having this glory and I don't have this glory. It's because the person suffered certain things. He said, for I am sure that our light affliction Which is but for a moment, and remember that all affliction is for a moment, it's for a moment, it's for a moment, it's for a moment, it's working in us an exceeding weight of glory. Oh, yes, oh, yes. When we get to heaven, you'll be you see one glorious person. I mean, if there's glory on me in heaven, I'll be moving with heavy weight of glory. And then I'll see you also with heavy weight of glory and we'll be walking back. The common thing would be that we've suffered certain things. We've been through. What have you survived? What have you suffered? What have you been through? Yes. What have you been through? The glory that is even on full-time ministry That glory is not on lay ministry. Even though lay ministry is a very great thing. Because essentially, a lay person is someone who does a convenient work for God. Once it's convenient, I'll do it. Once it's possible and convenient... I'll do it. But of course, there are some people who even though it's convenient, they don't do it. That is why a lay ministry is greater than a barren do-nothing person. But essentially, the foundation of lay ministry is I will do what is convenient for my life, for my school, for my business, for my work. If my work puts me here, I'll do my best. If my work puts me here, I'll do my best. If my school puts me here, I'll do my best. But the full-time ministry is, Lord, here I am. Whatever you wish and wherever you want, send me, use me. I'm ready to be your servant. Foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Kama First Peter chapter one and verse eleven. Are you watching? Are you listening? searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in depth did signify which is testified when it testified, okay, beforehand, okay, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow after. The sufferings and the glory. The sufferings and the glory. The sufferings and the glory. The sufferings. If you knew what is glory is coming, you will envy people who are suffering. Yes, you will envy people who have suffered for Christ. And God lets different people suffer in different ways. Don't think that to suffer for Christ means I have to go and put my head down, they cut off my head. It's one form of suffering. There are many types of pain. Even in medicine, we have different types of pain. We have pain from different organs. Different things bring. There's pain that's only from the skin. There's pain that's referred. There's pain that is from different types of issues. Uh, There are different types of sufferings. And there are different types of feelings that come from different types of sufferings. There's not only one type of suffering. There are different forms and formats for suffering. But he said the spirit testified of the sufferings that was to come and the glory that is to follow after the sufferings. You'll be part of the glory that is coming into your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 13. Amen. But rejoice. Rejoice why? Why? inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, so that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. So rejoice that you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Rejoice. Be happy about it. Yeah. Because when his glory is revealed, You'll also be a partaker. No suffering, no glory. Yeah. You know, when I was in medical school, eh? when I was in medical school, in my third year, when I was doing uh, what do you call it, certain subjects, Well, one, one, at one point, I didn't sleep for six weeks. Yes, in the night. I, sleep, I don't sleep in the night you see me at th- till the morning. I'll be walking. I'll, I'll, I'll read something in my room. Then I'll open my door. And our hostel was in the shape of an L. And I'll walk outside along the doors. I'm sure most of the people were sleeping somewhere. Away. I don't know, but I didn't see anybody. I'll walk in the night till the morning. And I'll be memorizing the angle at which a fly, simulium fly would dive into the river. I knew the angle. I knew the speed of the worms, the flies, the, the snakes, everything. I was memorizing. For six weeks before the exam, oh yes, I was walking up and down, suffering. Do you see? And that, that year, I taught my class. Oh Yes. Yeah, when the result came, I had distinction. I was the only person with distinction in pathology. Yeah. And I won a prize based on that with thousands of pounds. That was glow, There was glory in my pocket. Yeah. The glory that followed, it followed the sufferings. But what I was when I was suffering I was marching up and down, because I read, then I open my door, and I walk outside to remember that when I can't remember the speed of the fly or some other detail, I come back to check it. Yeah. <laughs> and my roommate, Dr. Nosh, he was sleeping on my bed. See, he didn't have a room, so he was perching in my room. So I gave him my bed and said, It's for you. I don't need it. I don't need what? I don't need my bed. We're sleeping there. Yeah. So don't be so sad that you are hungry. Be hungry and be not a thief. Thank you. Don't let any man, so when a man takes it, look at this girl, she's wearing nice dresses. She has got nice dresses. She's used to come to church and she looks so beautiful. And then she has got money to do her hair. And I, I don't have money to do my hair every day. My hair is uh, this type of, uh, this type of uh, <laughs> boy, boy hair, hair like a boy. Yes. Don't worry. Suffer, suffer. Yeah. Even it is okay. Nobody will call you. No man will call you to sleep with you. All the men who want to sleep with you, none of them really likes you. Just to use you, use you, use you, and then psh, throw you away. Yeah. Suffer and go through what you have to go through. Suffer and then later the glory will come. See that people will say, that this is one of the good sisters. This is one of the good sisters. Few people have good husbands. Few people have good husbands. Few people. Few people can really be recommended. Few people have the husband that they need when the glory comes and you are walking down the aisle wearing your white dress. that's the glory but it followed after the suffering that you have been through as a young person keeping yourself why should you enter your marriage not being a virgin you must enter as a virgin it's not only aeroplane virgin atlantic which are virgins we need practical virgins right here in ghana Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Number six. You must suffer to complete the sufferings of Christ. Amen. This is the, the most mysterious reason for suffering. Is for completing the sufferings of Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, do I share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up that which is lacking in Christ's afflictions. I have to fill up that which is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Yes. You see, that which is behind to fulfill, change the version, to fulfill the sufferings of Christ. Amen. No, no, not this, but NIV or NESB, something like that. Yes. Yes. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. And I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. Yes. Now, Jesus Christ suffered. Are you listening to me? Jesus Christ suffered. But mysteriously, there seems to be something missing. Why? Because he is the head and we are the body. So when the head suffers, the body must also suffer, will experience something in relation to what the head is suffering. Yes. The man who was killed recently, he was knocked on the head. And as he was knocked on the head, eventually it affected his, the rest of his body, affected his heart, his lungs, his body, his everything until he died. So the rest of the body also suffered from the the suffering of the head because the suffering of the head leads to suffering of the body and the body's suffering mysteriously goes along with the suffering of the head. So Jesus Christ has suffered for you and you are also going to play a part in suffering. That's the mystery that must be fulfilled. And I want you to know, that is why Jesus said, did not say, take up my cross. He said, take up your cross. You too, you have a cross. You also have your cross. Take up your cross and follow me. So it's not only one cross, but it is your cross and my cross. And if you are not prepared to take up your cross, then nobody's going to take it up for you. My my son is a doctor. One of my sons is a doctor. You know, recently he was telling me about an exam that he did and the exam lasted two days. Yes, eight hours a day. The exam is eight hours a day. You're, on, you're on the, I mean, you can go for lunch, you can do everything. The exam is on eight hours from the time you start to finish. Eight hours. There was one that he did for three days. Eight hours a day. Or ten, sometimes ten hours a day you are on it. You do the exam, you do the questions, 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 questions for eight hours. Ten hours. Even the computer sometimes goes, or once he was doing the exam, the computer itself was tired of the exam. And the computer went off. Yes. Now there is no way But I'm, I am a doctor already But I could not lay hands on him And transfer Receive doctorship? No No you can't receive no nothing You have to take up your own exams And go and suffer The way I also suffered When I was going through So even though I am a father Do you understand My son has to suffer What he alone has to suffer I I cannot what Josh has to go through I cannot go through for him he has to experience his own suffering otherwise he will not experience the glory, a certain glory that is personal every child has to, so even though the head has suffered for us we the body are also subject to some amount of suffering yes because we are part of the same body So you cannot escape it No matter whose child you are And no matter what circumstance you are under You cannot escape it The suffering Even the richest person Whom you think is okay Is also going to suffer So you must fulfill The sufferings of Christ The head has suffered And you are tend to suffer You cannot be exempted. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. You know, one of my bishops, you know, I mean, I was explaining to him that uh, you have to suffer, you know. But he see, he was a businessman and uh, he didn't want to uh, give up his business. I said, no, that's no problem. Just carry on. You are a good uh, pastor. Lay pastor and so on. But you see, one day I went with him and <laughs> I, I don't even remember. But he said that I put my hand, I was just the two of us. I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, Brother, you will by all means lose something if you are going to follow Jesus. He said, That was it. That's when the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And he realized that no matter what he tries to do, uh, you no, know, you can give offering, you can go up down, you can pray fast. By all means, you will lose (laughs) to follow this Christ who lost everything and came down to this earth and lost even his dignity and gave himself for us. And you are trying to follow him, and you you want to be exempted, like Mr. Clean, Mr. Mr. Exemption, Mr. Exception, Mr. Out of it all. (laughs) It will not happen. If God makes me go through glory, at least if I alone get to heaven and I see you coming there without suffering, I alone will raise my hand and say, objection. This man who is coming has not suffered. This man, I'll say, no, this guy has not suffered. Yes, objection. Objection sustained. I said, this girl also, she has not suffered. No, 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 I can't accept her. Please, sir. What you did to me, I went through. What I, what, what I suffered, what I went through. And you have just allowed her to pass and come like that. No, no. Objection. And the, and the Lord would say, objection sustained. I said, hey, you, out, out. It seemed there was a mistake with you. <laughs> and finally, finally, God wants you to experience suffering so that you become humble humble. Amen. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2 says, thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God took thee these 40 years. God is taking us on a journey of our lives these 40 years in the wilderness. To humble thee. Wow. I mean, people don't like to hear this. That God is making you go through all this to humble you. People don't want to hear such things. But if what I know is true, and my experience is real, I say that when we are proud, we don't even know that we are proud. Yes. And God does take you through wilderness experiences so that you know that you are proud. One time, you know, my, rel- my own relatives, they rebelled against me. They became disloyal. And I felt the Lord was showing me that so that I would see that. You see, you can teach loyalty. A lot of people are loyal, but your own relative, you cannot teach them. I said, yes, it's dead. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The Lord is righteous. (laughs) Amen. Yes. And you must recognize his hand. Thou shalt remember all the way with the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years, 40 good years through the wilderness. Sometimes there's no job in the wilderness, no water, no food to humble thee, to prove you, to test you. To check what was in your heart. Whether thou wouldest keep his commandment or not. So that whole period. That whole period. is all a test. It's all a test for your life. Sometimes your whole secondary school is just a test. You are being tested just until you get to Wasi. And after that a certain test will end. And you start another set of tests. Just to see how you are. And what you are like. Yes. One day I called one of my pastors. He was established here in in Accra, in Ghana. Everything was okay. Nothing was wrong. I called him. I said, I'm sending you to Cameroon. At that time it was Cameroon. I said, I'm sending you to Cameroon. Hey. He went, he organized, um, what do you call it? Send off. uh, I don't know the party, but a send off something. He went to see his parents. He went to inform everybody. When he came back, he was just about to leave. I said, uh, it has changed. You have to be here rather. As long as live, I, I kept on referring to, I said, that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you have been a missionary in Cameroon before. Oh, yes. As far as I'm concerned, you have been a missionary in Cameroon before. Another one, I called him, I, said, I sent him to Kenya many, many years ago. Same thing. And I said, go here, go here, go here, go here. He packed everything, went to sway drew, Went to see his parents, came back, came here, sought out everything. Then when he came, something changed again. God, things changed. Things come and go. So, <laughs> the thing changed. I said, it's changed. You have to be here. <laughs> Do you, see? you can't go anymore. Ah! As long as he I said to me, I said to me, you've been a missionary in a dark place, whatever it was before. He said, thou shalt remember all the way with the Lord that God to thee these 40 years, to see, to prove thee, uh, to humble thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether you obey him or not. That's why he takes you through wildernesses. Wilderness is no small place to be. Wilderness, you are exposed to the sun. You are exposed to what is called extremes. Extremes. There is no barrier for wind. That's why the winds are very strong. If you want to see a strong storm, go to Tamale. You will see I mean, a storm that can remove roofs, can remove you, you can't even, it's very dangerous. There is no barrier. It's extreme hot, extreme cold. My missionary in, in uh, Mali, she told me that our temperature is 45, 52. We are in it. 52. Iran there said 72 degrees Celsius, 72 boiling is 100 he said we are in it, 72 he says thou shall remember all the way which the Lord thy God took thee these 40 years to humble thee to bring you low but why would God want to lower somebody that he is raising huh Ah, I will tell you why. Because Jesus said eh, in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 4, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 4 Whosoever shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest so whatever makes you great it must be your greatest gift if it was a car that made you great and famous would you not be riding in it happily and say oh, 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 I'm enjoying this car yes, yes if it was a ring put on your finger that made you great and made you a missus or made you whatever would you not be wearing it happily huh? So the thing that makes you the greatest in the kingdom, it must be your greatest gift. And in my book, I've written there that your greatest blessing, greatest gift, is the thing which makes you humble. Yes, anything that makes you humble or low is a great gift from God. He's taking away pride. When you read Leviathan, about Leviathan, there are 34 verses Leviathan is Satan in the waters, in the marine, inside the sea. And there are 34 verses dedicated to Leviathan in the Bible. 34 verses of the Bible are dedicated to Leviathan. And Leviathan is described as the father of the children of pride. Apart from many things that he does, he's the king over all the children of pride, Job 41. Yes. Satan makes people proud. He makes people proud. And whether you like it or not, pride is building up in you. And there are few medicines. Few medicines for pride. Few things can cure pride. In human beings. Few things. Few. Even those ones are not 100%. And one of the few medicines. For pride. Is suffering. Yes. Leviathan. Satan in the marine. In the water. <laughs> is, is the father. Of children of pride. Satan's presence in your life, few things can drown it out apart from, apart from suffering. You know, before I studied microbiology, I thought that, uh, you know, when something is hot, you know, there will be no gems in it. But you see, when you study microbiology, you see that every gem has what kills it. Every gem has what kills it. Some die at 10 degrees. Some die 40. Some die by 70 degrees. Some die at 100, but some they die at 100 for five minutes. that's what we call pasteurized milk it is milk that is treated at a certain temperature or certain whatever for a certain amount of time and then it is pasteurized or it is good milk yeah Satan's presence in your life eh? His, his evil impartation of pride has few things that can kill it And one of the few things that can wipe out your pride, even the pride of a child, that you look up at your father and despise him, is suffering. And that's why he said, thou shalt remember all the way the Lord thy God took thee these 40 years to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thy heart, whether thou wouldest obey him or not. Thou shalt remember. God takes you through journeys and brings you low. Look at us in Africa as we live in this kind of conditions without this, without this, without that, without whatever. Every house has a wall. If you like, be without walls. When you go abroad, one of the things that will surprise you is nobody has a wall. Nobody has a wall. And there's nothing like beggar proof. Beglar proofing is something here. No, no house has a beggar proofing. Huh? There's nothing like not even one iron bar, even the chicken coop that we used to use earlier, they don't use it. No house has it. But you see, we are the ones who believe in God because our wilderness. Wildernesses have humbled us. That's why we really believe in God. Hey. Few things can drive away pride. I'm telling you. Few things. I remember a lady. Hey, she was a beautiful girl, a fair-colored virgin. Her color was a Milk mixed with brown sugar. <clears throat> milk mixed with brown sugar. It changes the color. Yes, condensed milk. Yes. Hey. When she married her husband, saw a proud queen, a proud queen. And she was mighty. When her husband, the husband became like a fly, Muscat Domestica. Do you know Muscat Domestica is a house fly? When he calls her, she's like this. Till the day that he died in front of her, as a very young man. She couldn't believe her eyes. She became a widow. And she came down from her mighty horses down to the ground. Later on, through mercies, another man came. But the the man who came to marry her, she she was now afraid. Yes. She saw that how I behave. eh, I can easily have, even all my behavior, all my things, All my things are nothing. (laughs) Now you should see her. Humble. Whatever you need, whatever you want. She has seen one before. She's be humbled. And she walks humbly and softly and carefully. So as for pride, Leviathan in the marine. Inside the water. It was once identified by British sailors. A huge creature in the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Has been seen before. He's the father of those proud people. You'll never be called proud. And so pride, suffering from today, I want you to know that it's one of the graces that God gives to us. It's going to lead to a certain glory and a certain beauty. And God is going to bless you. So don't run away from your suffering. Endure it. Go through it. And let, for Christ's sake, Matthew 16:24. If any man come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. Stand to your feet. Close your eyes for a moment. How many want to experience whatever suffering there is you've decided that you will go through? Raise your hand. If you've decided that you will go through, lift your hands. Father, thank you for everyone who has decided to go through. Bless us and guide us by your mighty power. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. let your mighty Holy Spirit lead us lead us on to be good Christians who endure the sufferings because of the glory that shall follow we give you praise in Jesus name we pray now just pray to the Lord for a moment everyone because you see as I was preaching God was speaking to you God was talking to you about your pride I was speaking to you about different things pray in a moment mara satoma shaka balanda father thank you thank you for taking us through as christians lord taking us through wildernesses places where there is neither water nor food neither what we wanted what we need where there is no abundance where we are under threat from extremes extreme heat extreme cold, extreme weather extreme and dangerous things my God thank you thank you as we surrender ourselves to you we disconnect from Leviathan the king of pride the impatter of proud attitudes ratasapashobakata sande sandema pashandola mamakasadala To God be the glory for the great things He is doing and has done in your life. In Jesus' name we pray. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, Pastor, pray with me. Help me to know Jesus. I want you to pray with me, Pastor. I want to give my life to God. I'm ready to take up my cross and follow Jesus. If you are here like that today, You want me to pray with you? Wherever you are standing, just lift up your right hand like this and I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my heart and my life to Jesus Christ. Today, I want to be born again. Then lift up your hand like this. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. And God bless you. If your hand is lifted up, come to me from where you are standing. Just come, come, come from where you are standing. I want to pray with you in front here. God bless you. Come running, come
0: running to the mercy seat Where Jesus is calling His grace will be a covering His blood will flow freely It will provide a healing Come running to the mercy seat Come on, come on, come on
1: Come running, come running,
0: come running to that mercy seat.
2: Please forgive me for my sins. I am a sinner. Today, I confess. Please forgive me. Wash away my sins. And make me a new person. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I receive salvation through Jesus Christ this morning. Please write my name. In the book of life. Thank you Jesus. For saving me today. I love you Jesus. And I will serve you. For the rest of my life. In Jesus name. I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now don't go back to your seat yet. I'm giving you one of my books. And just go with our pastor this way. Where is the follow me sign? To follow me. This pastor here. Go with this a pastor who is waving his hand. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We want to receive our Holy Communion. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ is what we need. Amen. And through that, we are saved by the blood, the body of Jesus. Take your bread. Stand to your feet. Father, We dedicate this bread to you. We thank you for the body of Christ that heals us today of every plague, every disease. We thank you that it is more than medicine that we can ever have. We love you and we thank you. The body of Jesus Christ. Now the blood, may the blood answer for every request for your life, every request for punishment for you, every request for retribution and revenge on your life. May you be washed by the blood, covered by the blood, healed by the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. May you be healed. May you be blessed. May you be covered and restored by the blood of Jesus Christ. Whatever is lost and missing from your life, may it be recovered today by the blood of Jesus. Be blessed. The Lord give you peace. The Lord give you rest. The Lord help you. The Lord heal you, the Lord restore you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
0: God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more.